Good morning, everyone. We are now coming to the end of our series of sermons in Second uh, Peter chapter one to eleven, and uh, too too bad that uh, many of our people are working and could not be in, and uh, some are sick and could not really join with us. So we will unite our hearts together. This is actually the first time and maybe my last that I'm giving to you my actual sermon for today. This is because they are all from God's Word and God is the one going to explain 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. Okay, now we'll go. Therefore, in verse 10, we see there, Wherefore the rather brethren, Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. Now, a book is divided into paragraphs. A paragraph is divided into sentences. And uh, the sentence may be divided into clauses. And the clause may be divided into phrases. And finally, divided into words. So, We'll make a quick analysis of uh, these two verses, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10, and later on verse 11. Now we focus on verse 10. Okay, not next. You can follow me on your seat there. So instead of you writing them down, you might highlight it if you want to. So it says there, first part of verse 10, Wherefore, the other brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. So the emphasis there is give diligence. But in verse 5, we already see that word give diligence. Add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to tem- knowledge, temperance. In the Christian life, we have to be focused. Give diligence. Now, in 2 Peter 3, 17 and 18, it says, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also be led away with the error of the word wicked. Fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And as a driver, we have to focus. We have to be diligent. Otherwise, we could have an accident next night. What should be our diligence? What should be our focus? First part is to make your calling, the phrase is, to make your calling and election sure. So it is, we will see on to make your calling sure. Uh, Nat, can you give your copy to Terry? Thank you. It's okay. I'm very glad you made it. Praise the Lord. So, what is our calling? Now we are letting God be the one to define them. So in 2 Timothy 2.19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having what this seal, the Lord knows them that are His, and let everyone that nameth the name of God depart from iniquity. Be sure you have returned to God, and you are now re- coming back to God and living the things of the world. And Hebrews 6, 11, 19. And 11 and 19. And we decide that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. Jesus is our hope, and hold on to the end, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, 
both sure and certain, and which entereth into that within the veil. It's only through Jesus Christ who has garnered of us into the veil, into glory, as a man resurrected. You and I will follow one day if we are steadfast unto the end. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Praise the Lord. Next. And said, calling also in 1 John 3, 19 to 21. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth of all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, we have confidence towards God. Thus, issues of condemnation within us is our conscience. And sometimes, although we are born again, our conscience seems to bother us. You are not a very good Christian. Your thoughts are still evil. You hate that brother. You hate that sister. You resent what they're doing, what they're saying. But it says, look up to God. He knows exactly. When you put your faith in Him and hold on to Him, Paul said in Romans chapter 11, Who shall deliver me from this body of death? Thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. What a conclusion for Romans chapter 11. Trust in God. He knows exactly in your relationship with Him. That said, be sure. And then, if our hearts does not condemn us, hallelujah, we have that confidence. That's why we can sing and praise Him. Uh, Terry, everything is on the sheet. Yeah. 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 Okay, next. Now, only, <coughs> not make, also make you, Holy sure still in Romans 8, 28 to 30. And I want you to see there the underlying words. To them who are called according to his purpose. Not our purpose, but his purpose. For whom he did. Okay, this is a build-up, very groundwork. He foreknow. God already knows ahead of time who will believe in him. And he has predestinated or determined that it's one who believes will be conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. That's the plan. Whoever will believe in Jesus Christ, He already predestinated to become the image of Christ. And because we are predestinated, He now calls. You see that? God before Him knows that as He spreads the gospel, who will believe and who will reject Him and ignore Him. And this is the plan, to be conformed to Jesus Christ. And now He will call. And the call is a declaration of the gospel. God knows who will believe and those who will re reject. And whom he calls, he justifies. Who, just, who are justified? Those who believe. Hallelujah. He calls. God so loved the world. He just not call whoever. It's to everybody. The message is given out. And whoever believes is justified. And whom he justified, he's glorified. John 1, 12, but as many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. But this full glorification is when we die and then we resurrect with Christ is the full glorification. And what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against? Hallelujah! It is not our own battle alone. God is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. Next. Now, not only make you calling, sure, but make your election sure. What happens during election? Here's a word that now we're coming in, just barely 
eight days from now or 11 days from now, it's election time. Election is choosing, choosing the candidate, choosing the party. So the election, month of election is choosing. First Peter 1, 2, elect, hallelujah, chosen, according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father. Again, we may remember that reading in Romans 8, the foreknowledge of God beforehand through the sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you. So you'll see here the Trinity at work by the foreknowledge of God, sanctification of the Spirit, and the blood of Jesus Christ. The Trinity working for our salvation. Hallelujah! We only think of Jesus dying on the cross. No! God made the plan. Jesus implements it by paying the price and the Holy Spirit. Works in Hallelujah! And 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 and 14. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Sanctification and belief. Long before even we were born, God only knew who will believe in Him. Hallelujah! God is not wandering. Well, if he will believe, then I'll save him. No. Even when before we before, even it says before the creation of the world, he already knew. That's God. But we we don't know who's winning, uh, Joe Biden or you know Trump. We don't know. We will results from the election, and will we trust the results that they will proclaim who is the winner? But God, even long before He created the world. He already knew. What a wonderful God. He's not guessing. And He has chosen those who know Him through Him who will believe. Whereunto you called according to the gospel, obtaining the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's according to the preaching of the gospel. And He needs, He knows who will believe. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we proclaim the word of God. We don't know who will believe. Talk about the Philippian jailer. He heard only Paul and Silas singing there. They were all bound in chain and they were with blood in their back, but they were praising God. But because of the earthquake, maybe, as one preacher said, the voice of Paul and Silas were so out of tune that the earth had to shake. <laughs> anyway, there was an earthquake and the chains began to fall, not caused by the earthquake, but it happened there. God released all the prisoners and the jailer wanted to kill himself. The Paul said, no, we're all here. Okay. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Just a few words. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved in your household. So Philippian jailer brought Paul and Silas to his house. They believe in Christ and they're all baptized. Not an evangelistic meeting, but because of the life of Paul and Silas, even in a difficult time, they were praising God. I the gospel, hallelujah, next night. No, for if you do these things, you will never fall, okay, let's say, whosoever cometh to me and heedeth my sayings and does them, or doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He's like a man, he built a house, and they dig deep and lay foundation. You know this parable very well. If your foundation, your life is upon Jesus Christ, you can be sure. You know these things, you are for certain 
But if not, when the end will come, your life will just wash away. If people today just live for self, you know, uh, for material things, for glory and fame, popularity, authority, run, running the government, whatever organizations, they will all fade away. It's only how foundation is strong in Jesus Christ. Next. So if you do these things, next. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may write to the right of the tree of life and may enter into the gates of the city. You know how many commandments the Jews are observing? In the thousands. But Jesus said, all of these are just in two. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. On this is the foundation of faith in Jesus Christ. So, not too many things, but to love God first and to love your neighbor as yourself. Hallelujah! Jesus simplified it for you and me next. You will never fall. Hallelujah! And the fear of certain Christians, like Paul expressed in Romans 11, who shall deliver me from this body of death? With the way he's persecuted? Of course. His body say, that guy, that guy. He's very bad. These Pharisees, they just say, oh, they're people of God, but they're very cruel to me. God, the body, our flesh will resent. And the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, the pride of life, but because you are in Jesus Christ, none of these things will move me. Either for beloved sin, you know, these things beware, lest you also be led away with the air of the way that fall in your steadfastness. That's again, steadfastness. Beware, focus. And then Psalm 27, 24, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. As a student in Ebenezer said, Yes, he was knocked down, but not knocked out. Ha, sometimes we fall, we stumble. But again, God makes us to stand again. Hallelujah! Amen. And many times we, we get discouraged. But no, God is holding you by his hand. Psalm 112, 6. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Hallelujah. We are in the remembrance of God. Jesus is without ceasing praying for us. In Psalm 121, verse 3, He will not suffer the foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Or from another verse, He will not slumber nor sleep. He is guarding you and watching you for every step of the way. Next. Never fall. Micah 7, 8. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I will arise. I may be knocked down, but I'm not out. When I sit in the darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Hallelujah. Acts 20, verse 24. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry that I received the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. If you read the book of Acts, Paul did not have an easy life. He never owned a car. He did not claim to be living in a mansion, a house. He was a prisoner all many places. And he went even to the place where he was being stoned. But the Lord protected him. Next. Till never fall, First Peter 1, 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed last time. Keep your faith strong in Jesus Christ because you're kept by God. In Revelation 3, 10 to 11, 
because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Keep the word of patience. Trust in God. You will go through this difficulty, this trial of your faith. People that make fun of you, persecute you, you might lose your job because of your faith in Christ. Right now, these set up in the United States, Christians are being condemned and put down. And some people even lost their job because they're Christian. Or some, because they're Christians, their position as a coach, they're fired just because they're Christian. But no, keep your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Next. So the assurity for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's our text now, very shortly, verse 11. Next. An entrance shall be ministered, Matthew 25, 34. Then shall the king say unto them in his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. From the foundation of the world. When that day in Genesis 1, when God created the heaven and the earth, you were already marked in the mind of Christ. In the mind of God. Hallelujah! He already knows you. He already knows us, thank God. And we will, what's the abundance? Entrance will be, uh, will be ministered. We'll inherit the kingdom. Talking about kingdom of Christ. Now, 2 Corinthians 5 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in heavens. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare for a place for you, I will come again and receive it to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Next. 2 Timothy 4.8. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. Not only a building there, but the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but to all also that love is appearing. So for those who love is appearing, there is the crown of righteousness. And there are other crowns that God will give for those who believe in him. Revelation 3.21, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Hallelujah! Amen. What will you be? On the right hand or on the left side? That's another question. Every believer is the body of Christ. Can we comprehend that? We are the body of Christ, and because we are the body of Christ, well, He, Jesus, is a natural, we are seated with Him. I cannot comprehend that. Billions of believers, the body of Christ. Somebody made a joke. How many angels can stand on the tip of a needle? They are not material. They can all fuse together. And in the wonder of God, we can all be fused together as one body of Christ. Hallelujah! When Jesus is seated on the throne, you and I, believers, will be sitting there with Him. Hallelujah! Not the question of cross to Him, left or right, but we are the body of Christ. We'll be seated with Christ on the throne. Next. Entrance abundantly 
When you enter in the kingdom of God, you'll be with abundance. Psalm 36, 8. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt raise the drink of the river of pleasure. The house is well supplied. Wow. God, we don't immediately have to eat, but there will be, there's the tree of life there, and we'll be drinking from the water of life. And Isaiah 35, 2. It, referring to the desert, shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of God and the excellency of our God. This is what every Jew is looking forward when Jesus comes and set his throne of there in Jerusalem and even the desert will become lost with vegetation. From the area where uh, Israel is right now, up to the Euphrates, all that desert will be lost with vegetation. And that's why we can all be accommodated in that wide area. You know, praise the Lord. We will not only that, the material thing, the plants and the animals, there will not be no fighting, there will not be biting or killing of animals anymore. But we will see the glory of God, the excellency of God, Jesus on the throne. Hallelujah! He is now the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Next. Sin abundantly, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life, and your life will be abundantly. It's not only when you die, but finally the eternity. But now, now, not abundantly necessarily material things, but you're bubbling with joy. Because you're bubbling. There's peace, there's confidence in your heart. It's an abundant life. And Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Hallelujah. Beyond what you ask or think. You ask maybe for a thousand dollars and he give you a million. God will give it according to what he wants. It will not be lesser than what you ask or think. It will be above all that you ask or think. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wisdom and work. <laughs> Take Joseph. Saul is a slave by the brothers. And as a slave, he was supposed to accuse by the wife of his boss. Anyone in jail, he became second to the warden. Then there was a matter of interpreting dreams. Pharaoh said, who can help us? Oh, this one who was delivered back to work. Oh, there's one there in the prison. The name Joseph. Oh, we get him. And since Joseph gave him the right advice, you're now next to me. You will be the one to drive my chariot. You're in control of everything. It's only news above you, but you're in control of everything. Above all that you ask or think. But Joseph did not give up from the beginning. He just trusted in God. No matter what he was going through. In Hebrews 6, 17, when God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the mutability, meaning it's fixed, it's unalterable of his counsel, confirmed by an all. Brethren, Standing on the promises of God, we will never be disappointed. Hallelujah! Amen. Heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will not pass away. We can be sure we put our faith in Him. Next. Finally, to this everlasting kingdom, 
Daniel 7.14, and there was given him dominion and glory and kingdom of all people, nations, and languages in serving. His dominion is an everlasting dominion. It will not be destroyed. And then in verse 27, the end part, it is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Everlasting dominion will not be destroyed. It will last forever because he reigns forever and ever. But then, it is everlasting kingdom when he reigns for a thousand years. He is over. All other dominions are under his authority. They're all subject to him. In Revelation 5.10 And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Take note of that. You and I, believers, will be kings and priests here on the earth. Not in heaven, okay? Here on the earth. Not now but in the millennium. But you will be a king, you'll be a priest, but Jesus will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. The parable of the talents, what got 10, he produced 10, what got 5, produced 5, you want just hit, and he said, here, you're not uh, a master, you know, where you, you, you just get what you need work for, even master, uh, insulted the master. And so, in the parable, said Jesus, the master said, okay, this one that had not served, give it to that who made ten. How are faithful are we today? That we will inherit the positions of kings and priests during the millennium, here on earth, where Jesus is reigning from Jerusalem. We are not ambitious for that position, but his the Bible says, who are faithful to Jesus Christ, glorifying Him, serving Him with all our heart. We may not as good, be as good as others, but if I have only two talents and I give it for the Lord, the one with ten talents will only use seven talents, I make more before God than that guy who was given a lot of talents. We are not the judge. We don't judge one another. Jesus is the final judge. Next. What kind of kingdom? Of our Lord, God, and Savior, Jesus Christ. It just says that Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because Lord Jesus is God. That brings us back to verse 1 of Second Peter. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained light, precious faith with us, what? Through the knowledge of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not God and our Savior, no. Jesus is our God and Savior. Hallelujah. He's one. He's our God. He's our Savior. Here is a passage, 11 verses. It starts with God and Savior, Jesus Christ, and it ends with God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Brethren, as Christians, He is a center of our focus. Hallelujah. Amen. Only Jesus. That's why the hymn was written, Jesus only is our Savior. He is a king. Oh, I forgot. And that's our theme song. For many years we sing that. Jesus only. It's not glory. It's not power. It's not material things. Jesus only. My center. My focus. Okay. So, 
to get the real picture of it, let's lead together, not fast, but slowly, the whole passage that we are ending, closing today. Together, Simon Peter, a servant, together, everybody, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us, to the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you, to the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is the world through life. Next man. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be new and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.